noite que eu quero passar Pois o samba está animado O juqueiro em samba Este samba que me estou de maracatu Em samba de preto veio Samba de preto do Mas que nada Um samba como esta também to our friends uh, down under. Uh, we are back. Leslie is back from her fantastic trip in Greece. Yasu, everybody. Yasu. Yasu. And <laughs> we have the great Jennifer Locklear with us. Hey, Jen. Hey, how are you? Uh, we're good. We're good. We're so glad you Very could excited join us. you could join us. Yeah, in the midst so of all your promotions, me. thank you for taking some time out of your Friday afternoon, evening, uh, to speak with us. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's always so much fun. So thanks for having me. Oh, we, you know, we, we were looking forward to it. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I read, uh, I, I picked up your book on the 17th and I finished it the 18th. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes, wow. I did. And, wow. and I was, as I was mentioning to Pam, um, since I was overseas and I was on my own self-imposed um, yeah. incommunicado, <laughs> uh, I um, actually downloaded the book this week. And I, I, I initially thought I'm going to plow through it so I could read it all before talking to you. And then I said, no, I don't want to do that because I want to savor this. Uh -huh. Um, I had reread, uh, Constellation about a month, month and a half ago, um, just to visit with Jack and Kathleen and get acclimated and refreshed on the story. And, uh, I, I you kind of sucked me in right from the beginning. So, um, oh, really? very excited you're here. Yes. Oh, thank you. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've been really um, excited and nervous about this book. It it took me a while to write, and uh, it was a challenge. And I didn't know if people were going to like the direction that I took it in, but I'm I'm really proud of it. So. You should be. You, you should, should definitely be. be. 
And Pam, I wanted to check with you. Do we have any announcements you want to share now, or should we do that at the end of the podcast? Uh, we can get get them in now. Um, we, as you know, uh, the Gabriel Series podcast will be back next Sunday, and they are going to be doing part two of chapter three. So we're, that's going to be very exciting with Miss Betty. And uh, we have uh, SR made the announcement that the Gabriel series book four is was a novella and is now a book. Yes. Yes. Yay! And um, we have uh, the uh, Trilogia de Gabriel uh, is discussing the uh, Gabriel series in Spanish. So uh, you can look for them. They're on on Saturdays, usually around 3 p.m. Mexico time. And we're trying, they're, uh, SR is trying very hard to get uh, Spanish translations of, of the Florentine series, the rest of the Florentine series, and the man in the black suit. So we're keeping an eye out for that. Um, one thing, anybody out there who hasn't signed up on SR's website for news, please do. There is some great news coming down the pike. Um, he had mentioned in a Facebook chat uh, last month that it's coming June, July. So hopefully, keep your fingers crossed. We will uh, be hearing what that's about soon. So, yes. That sounds good. And yeah. I, I wanted to just say hi to our friends Betty and Kez mm. um, who are joining us uh, right now. Um, Betty had made... Uh, had noted that uh, that Jen surprised her, mm -hmm. and um, she was <laughs> very very excited because she was reading more today, and the book's really good. She said, "Yes, oh, yeah." Hi, Lori. Lori's she, here. She was waiting on the bus. I heard. <laughs> and ahead. other thing, um, the man in the black suit on Kindle right now is on sale uh, for an e all the e publishing Barnes and Noble Kindle. And is on sale for $1.99 in the U.S. and it's on sale in Canada, Australia, U.K. at a lowered price as well. I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but they are there, which is great news too. So you can catch up with Nicholas and Acacia and everything that they've going been going through the last few few weeks. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Such a great story. Yes, it is. Yes, and it SR is. is such a great storyteller. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think not only is that one of my favorite books of the year, but it's probably one of my favorite books of SR's period. It's just mm -hmm. it, it was so good. Yeah, it is, and, and Leslie and I have spoken about it on obviously on the podcast quite often. Where this could be a Ian Fleming series. Oh, like, totally. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. there are so many different things that you, he could pick up on and just mm -hmm. write them into it. So, yeah, the possibilities yeah. Are, are endless there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Betty says she thinks Acacia convinced the boss to put the book on sale. <laughs> I love it. That's possible. That's very possible. And, uh, you know, and then, when, of course, hopefully we'll get more Paul in Gabriel 4. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always Betty's hope. <laughs> I think Betty and I were talking about theories about Paul and Book Four the other day. So. I love it. Speculation love it. runs wild. 
<laughs> well, there was somebody. It was on. It was on a an obscure chat room. Something I I forget what it was. Facebook, and somebody had mentioned the man in the black suit and and all of SR's books. And we were and I went. We went through them about the couples. You know, we had uh, Nicholas and Acacio. We have Gabriel and Julia. We have uh, William and Raven. And then I said, we have Betty and Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is. <laughs> and I made sure I tagged her name so she could get to it. <laughs> exactly. Betty notes that Paul needs more TLC. Yes, he does. Yes, he <laughs> yes, does. Definitely. Okay. Uh, oh, and I see, I see we have KK's joined as well as MJ. Hi, oh, MJ. Hi, oh, MJ. Hi, KK. And so, I hope Jesus is doing well. Yes, and, I'm hopeful. Uh, Sending you, know, you coffee, my friend, because I know you need it. Yeah, really. <laughs> you've, you've had a tough, uh, a, t- a tough week, that's for sure. Absolutely. So we're glad that you're with us. Yes, and I, you know, I'm just, I was really looking forward to um, having some uh, time to ask Jen some questions and you know I've listened to some chats I've listened uh, and followed um, on some of the uh, Facebook chats as well but I was really thrilled that you were able to join us tonight so thank you very much for making the time for us Jen well thank you I mean I know the uh, you know it's great that SR's got all these podcasts and devoted to the, to his books and it's always just such an honor when I get invited on um, for the stuff I'm writing <laughs> so thank you <laughs> sure and I'm looking at some of the comments here in the chat room and they were referring to <laughs> Betty's saying she's shocked Pam have you read Paul's book spill the beans Pam what do you know of Paul's oh, novella oh. <laughs> I know nothing I absolutely know nothing I love it I Just love it. Gotta keep you in the loop there, <laughs> <laughs> And Kez says it's lovely. She's saying hello, and it's lovely to hear your voice, Jen. Oh, thanks. Hi, Kez. Good to see you. <laughs> I mean, you know, as best I can see you from here. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Australia all the way from the coast of right? Oregon. I, well, I'm, look, I'm looking at the um, Pacific right now. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> It's almost like I'm looking at Australia. I mean, if, if if some if Sarah Palin can see it, uh, Russia from her house, I'm sure you can see Australia from, right? from your feet. Exactly. Exactly. Well, if I have my glasses on. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, a little bit magnifying more. So. Kesa saying she'll wave across the way. <laughs> and um, Betty's saying Jen, she. You says need you need podcast. your own podcast for constellations so i would not well, be surprised yeah, if that's one of the uh fan pasta fan yeah, for a constellation would be awesome anyone if any one of you wants to start one i'm game <laughs> <laughs> that might be something to take Anything's into consideration possible. there yeah that could be kind of fun. We'll have to maybe discuss that. I see a yes from Kez. So. Uh, absolutely. Oh, uh, that that's um, yeah. That I think would be a lot of fun, Betty. Mm-hmm. Another brilliant idea from from Betty. Miss Betty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, 
I know we're um, happy to dig into some of the questions. And I, I was, since I just told you I haven't read through um, Chaos, I'm actually savoring it. I'm on chapter three, I believe. Um, <laughs> can I, can I just to say get, that I... Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I just okay. say that I appreciate you savoring it because I savor writing these books and it takes me a really long time. So savor all you want, really. <laughs> I do that. Actually, sometimes I almost do it to a fault because sometimes I won't read a book that I've been waiting and waiting for because I don't right. want to plow through it. I've done that for a couple of them. I did that, um, you know, I, I remember doing that with the, um, with Freed, with Fifty Shades Freed. I was like, I couldn't wait for it. And, I, and then even some of SR's books, I kind of try and, hold back and then I'll try and read them or I'll read a couple chapters and then I'll reread the chapters to try and make the book last longer. Does anyone mm -hmm. else do some stuff like that? I'll read it. You don't, it. Wanna, you yeah, don't want I'll, it to end? <laughs> no, I'll read it real fast the first time because I'm, I'm, I, I want to see what's going on. But then I'll go yeah. back to it and reread it and read yeah. it at a slower pace so I can absorb more of the story because you, there are things that when you're doing a fast read you definitely miss so mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah, yeah. yes and KK says that she does that too um, and Kez said yes and then Betty said that um, she's tempted to ask 21 questions for chaos she definitely would tune into the podcast and she's on chapter 9 and it's so good it's hard to stop Aww. reading because the story is so good yeah um, it is wow. And MJ noted that she's sending greetings to everyone and that she's mostly going to be listening because she's doing a few things at home and getting ready for Jay's next dose. So, And you, you will do just great, MJ, with the pick line. It, it's, in your first couple of times, you'll be nervous, but it gets easier in time. Yes, and we're just, you know, continued prayers uh, for continued healing and wellness. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, sending you extra hugs this evening. I know it's really been a daunting couple weeks. Yeah. And hopefully the Cavs will win for him. <laughs> yes. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, as we go on, Kez also noted that um, agreeing with Pam, always a second read is a great idea. Picks up other things that you may miss. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Betty says a quickie is good but slow reading makes one feel everything to another degree <laughs> and that could probably I believe that could probably be applied to several, uh, several things, things in life quickies mm -hmm. are always fun but you need to go the slow route too yes <clears throat> and Karen's reading it again for the third time so wow. she's really savoring the story Jen yes. oh wow um, that's, that's great and uh, I'm sure she's not the only one. I know there are a lot of people out there who are very eager to hear about uh, Karen. And, uh, Karen, I'm looking at Karen's post of Go Cavs, Kathleen um, <laughs> and Jack. Um, and I wanted to get uh, started in terms of getting a little bit on your background. I know most of us on the podcast have some idea of your background, but I thought it is good to kind of get a sense of what is your story and how did you start writing? Uh, well, I first started writing, um, I was about 11 years old when I got the bug, and mm -hmm. I wrote a lot of, 
um, bits and pieces of things really all through middle school and high school. And then when I went to college, I stopped with the creative writing um, just because my studies were all consuming. And then I got married and then I had our son and then I went into a full-time career. So I, I actually had a pretty big lapse really, you know, between about 18 and probably 30, about 36 before I came back to it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, the whole reason I got back into it was because, uh, Morgan had started writing fiction and, um, he spent a couple of years kind of feeling it out and working through some ideas and then eventually got to the point where he was ready to share it with an audience and um, I ended up being his beta reader and his editor for him and and in the process of doing that I started editing for other authors online and then pretty soon within a year or so I was I was writing again. The bug hit. So I, yeah, it came back with a vengeance. <laughs> I love it. Well, what, I don't what, think that's unusual no. though that sometimes people you know, reconnect or reignite a passion that they may have uh, put on the back burner while, you know, life was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I just think that's, I, I think it's great. Monica's joined the chat room. Hi, Monica. Hi, Monica. Monica. So what drew you to write romance in particular? Well, um, really, it was just, my first story that I wrote and shared online with people I just wanted to see if I could actually write a story from beginning to end and at the time uh, I was when all of this was happening we were really active in the Twilight fan fiction community so everyone was writing you know Edward and Bella romance and um, so that's what I wrote and I wrote a short story called Restless which is actually still up on fan fiction you can are still you, read it. Are Ooh. you under there under Random Cran? Yeah, it's under Random Cran on fanfiction.net. Okay. Ooh, and it's a have short to go story. Check that out. Yeah, it's a short story. I think it's only about 30 or 40,000 words total. Um, I wrote it over seven, I think seven chapters is basically what it is. Yeah, I'm, but, out, on, I'm yeah, out there. Yeah. Yeah, and then Morgan and I wrote Exposure together when I finished mm-hmm. that, and um, that was initially a Twilight fan fiction, and then we had such good response to it that we decided to um, convert it into an original type fiction, and, and then that ended up being the one that got published. So I just kind of fell into the romance thing. I, I wasn't really a huge romance reader before I found Twilight fan fiction, but then you, you end up in a community with people like E.L. James and SR, and, yeah. um, you know, the, the rest is history, really. <laughs> yes, the Ice Queen Snow Dragon. <laughs> right, Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. I, I just I call it. her Ice all the time, so if I mess up and call her Ice, that's who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, speaking of which, uh, who are your favorite authors? Uh, well, definitely SR is um, way up high on my list, but I also really like um, Stephen King. I've actually read Stephen King pretty much 
since I was a teenager. And um, I also like Ken Follett. Um, I like, oh, what's his, oh, I can't remember his name now. Justin Cronin, who writes another vampire series that's just fantastic, um, called The Passage. And I think it's going to be on TV here pretty soon. I thought I saw that there was a series being made from that. And then um, Deborah Harkness is another one. Um, I read Discovery of Witches back in the Twilight fanfiction days, and I, I, I'm all, I was pretty certain then that that was a closet fanfic reader. <laughs> I love it. It's a great book, and I actually met her uh, last please. month. At, yeah, I've tweeted with her a few times, but I haven't met her in person yet. She's very, she's lovely. She really is. I was, uh, I, I got the old souls, um, uh, encyclopedia for lack of a better, it's the, uh, all, the world of all souls. And, uh, she was in an area and I went to with a book signing and, uh, had my picture taken with her, you know, like you do. So yes, oh, yeah. so she's a lo- she's a lovely person. And uh, I, when I was in England this past fall, they were they're filming uh, they were filming Discovery of Witches for the uh, TV series that they're doing for Sky. And she has not. She says, you know, don't hold. It'll, you know, nothing's not happening as far as U.S. television rights. But I I know it's going to be on Canal and Sky, in Great Britain, and I think Canal in Spain. So I'm looking forward mm. to that too. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll that, get a hold of it somehow. Oh yeah. It will come. <laughs> like somebody else's that better be announced somewhere along the line because everybody's oh. getting nervous. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to be the most patient of people, but I'm not. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. So what book or books have influ- influenced you? Oh, gosh. I don't know if there are specific books. I'm sure there are. I just nothing comes to my brain right now. But I really love the stories that have, um, you know, big ensembles, multiple storylines. Um, you know, I love sagas. Uh, so I, I guess with Constellation, that was kind of what I was working on. But nothing near to the scope of, of a lot of great stuff that I read. Okay. Yeah, well... Oh, go ahead, Pam. No, go ahead. You go ahead. I, I was actually going to say that um, kind of going through the sagas and, you know, you developing and writing Constellation and that story, um, I, I like to say that you appear to be Wonder Woman. Um, <laughs> how do you balance a full-time job, family, and writing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of coffee. <laughs> um, some insomnia, but um, I, you know, I my life is it's fairly scheduled. So I have my time for work. I have my time for family. I have my time for writing, and um, I just really try to stick to it as much as I can. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even know how I've been doing it for all these years. It's, it's, it's quite a bit and um, there are times where it, it does get overwhelming and you have to kind of sit back and put your priorities in order for a week or two and, and then you know figure it all out all over again but mm-hmm. um, I have such a great time um, in, the, in this community talking with everyone and reading everyone's 
um, amazing stories and being able to write and publish my own. Um, it, it just gives me so much personal happiness that I can't imagine not doing it. Uh, yeah, you, I had a, a friend say to me one time when they were looking for volunteers for something. She said that the first person you go to are the per people that are the busiest. Because no matter what, they will work out time so they can help you out. That's true. And and it's it's kind of, you know, like when you're trying to balance everything with family and, and your job and you're writing your books and, and stuff, it, it kind of works that way. You, you get really busy, but you, you kind of compartmentalize everything you have to do. For me, that's the way it worked for me. But... Um, so yeah, you yeah, really... I, yeah. I mean, even at, even at my day job, I I compartmentalize my day job because I honestly do the work. <laughs> not to brag, but I honestly do the work of about three people, um, and I I have to break down my day even at my day job. You know, I'm going to mm -hmm. focus on this for two hours, and then this for two hours, and then I'll take some lunch, and then I'll do the other thing. But. Um, yeah, that's just kind of how I march through life, and I and I've always kind of been that way. I've always um, been a bit of a workhorse, or maybe a workaholic's the better term. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't do very well with sitting still. It doesn't work for me. I think I think many of us can um, empathize and relate to that. Mm -hmm. um, in the <laughs> chat room, Betty was saying Jen has superpowers, Aww. and MJ adds. <laughs> And a huge heart. So. Oh, thank you. It's very true. Well, I, I put into this um, community what I what I get out of it, and uh, everyone, you know, just about everyone I've met here is just I've met some incredible people being a part of this world. And um, you know, I live in a small town out on the Oregon coast, and I've lived here a long time, and I know pretty much everyone. But I, the amount of um, the range of people I've been able to meet out on the online community, it's, it's overwhelming and everyone is just so welcoming and friendly and um, it's easy to, to give my heart right back into it. Do you think that if someone could be uh, a writer, if they don't feel the emotion strongly enough? Hmm. I guess, I mean, I guess it depends what they're writing, but to me, you definitely have to put a piece of your heart and your soul, at least I do, in, into mm -hmm. into the stories. Otherwise, I just, if I can't feel it, how can I expect anyone else to feel it? Yeah, I can see that, because I, I know, I notice with, uh, with Jack especially, there's, there's a lot that goes on with him, obviously, in this, in chaos, and mm -hmm. having to how to get himself to move forward and and deal with everything that's going on around him too so right i can see where you're you would have to really work that out in your own self too to be able to put that down on paper next story was um it, it, yeah it, it i've been thinking long and hard i mean i i started i think the idea of jack and kathleen first came to me about six years ago so mm -hmm. It took me a good year and a half, two years to even feel comfortable enough to start writing Constellation and then trying to figure out where book two was going to go while I was in the midst of writing book one. But um, 
especially with Jack, the pieces fall into place pretty easily. Kathleen, not so much, but Jack is one of those characters that um, tells his story very easily. So it, it, I really like writing him. How, how really was, like reading him. How was writing <laughs> Allison? Allison was. Allison, um, you know, I, I, I didn't want Allison ever to be like the villain of the series. I know it'd be an easy, easy mark. Uh, but I just I didn't want to write uh, her as as just this you have to hate her type person. I think um, so. I tried to write her with as much um, empathy as possible. Um, I and and then I've honestly even been thinking about writing her book a okay. little bit. I don't I don't know if I'll do it, but I've been thinking about it. So she, she's I think that would be really interesting. She's beginning to speak to me in some ways, uh, so we'll see. I don't know. Cool. And and you've and you've got the Baltimore background from last summer, <laughs> right? That's, That's so right. I wrote Constellation, <laughs> and I had never been to Baltimore, but um, yeah, it worked out last summer. I got to go there for the the fast signing, and I was loving it. And I didn't even know they had the USS Constellation there, so that kind of little I knew. That was so know, great, though. What meant great to be. Event. It was meant to be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think. Yep. I think some. I think a lot of the folks on the podcast have heard that uh, we were fortunate enough uh, to be able to go to that book signing, and we actually got to meet Jen and uh, Morgan and uh, KK several and... of our other friends. KK was there, and yeah. um, just had a terrific time at that event. That was... That was such a fun weekend. I, I'm so glad that we all got to hang out together. I, I had a blast. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. And, it really and you was got fun. to meet Mini Cran, which not many people have yet. So <laughs> yes, it, it was extra. And, and Mini Cran's awesome. She is. She is <laughs> she really an awesome is. kid. She's like a force. She's a force she to be reckoned with. She is a force. I can't wait big... to see. I, I can't wait to see how she uh, how she evolves. She was she was, was just, really cool. She's a cool spirit. I like her. I was just uh, I was just saying that to somebody yesterday. And um, back that she's in uh, she's my son's been a bass player forever, and now she's um, learning the drums. And she's in marching band right now, um, the mixed band with middle schoolers and high schoolers. And she's like one of the youngest kids in it. And she's kind of petite too. But she's playing uh, one of the drums in the marching band, and they were at practice yesterday, and I picked her up, and I said, uh, you know, how was it? How'd it go? And she goes, well, I almost rear-ended this kid with my drum. <laughs> is, she, is, is she walking around with a snare drum or with the uh, bigger one? It's a smaller big okay. drum. I said, well, how did that happen? And she goes, well, I missed, I didn't hear the whistle. I missed it because I was looking off into the distance and thinking about my life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Oh, that's, that's typical mini green right there. <laughs> Wait till she <laughs> drives. <laughs> oh, God. I love about that a bit. Oh my gosh! Uh, We're about two years away from that, and I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Every everyone in the chat room's cracking up about that. Uh -huh. and, and earlier, when you referenced Allison, um, MJ had noted that you did a really great job creating and developing developing Allison's character, 
And uh, Betty noted that you actually changed the way she saw Allison. So, oh, good. Yeah, um, I, that's what I was hoping to do with Allison. I had a couple of readers tell me they still don't like her. Um, and that's fine. But, um, well, you know, I, I get it. I think <laughs> I think in the beginning, you know, she, she was, um, I, be, you know, she's going through her, whatever she's going through. And so you, and you, you just sort of get angry with her, you know, after con- consolation. Right. She was, she seemed to like take over almost a little bit. And then, she, then, well, you, and, then you realize what's going on with her. Mm-hmm. Well, and what, what did we really know about her in Constellation? Exactly. She was a, a wife and a mom that moved to, moved to a new state with her family and then left them. So, yeah. you know, that doesn't leave a great first impression. So I get yeah. why people didn't were wary of her and don't like her but right. at the same time I, I was kind of as I was starting to think about chaos and I knew I was going to have to tell Jack's story I was like well I can't tell I can't talk about him without talking about her and dealing with you know how what it what is it what was it that that you know made their marriage doomed right 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 and I uh, want to say greetings to our dear friend Susie Oh, hi, Susie. Happy she's able to join the podcast today um, from Adelaide. Susie, I'm drinking one of your favorite Italian drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Aperol. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And of course, Monica um, says uh, (laughs) she's not Krista, but SR Zeva is pretty good. (laughs) i love it and Susie's waving from across the the pacific exactly i can can see her too (laughs) (laughs) yes yes Susie. earlier we were saying that uh that jen could see you um from the coast of oregon and uh, you and uh kez in australia we we know that you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that uh, she she can see you from across the way. So that's right. And yes, Susie's uh, enjoying the Aperol spritz. She she's jealous. I can tell. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I I wanted to get a you know we're talking about your process and a little bit about how you got into writing. And I had I was curious if you had any advice for aspiring writers, and how how did you learn the business of getting published? Um, you know, it was all baby steps for me, and it was really, in many ways, baptism by fire. I think fan fiction, the community, it was, um, it was, it was an astounding time, because that Twilight fan fiction community, you had some, just, just this, um, abundant talent in there, and a number of fantastic writers all in, in this one little place. I mean, you had E.L. James, you had S.R., you had Deborah Anastasia. Elena Hunting, um, the list goes on and on and on. And all, all uh, faves, all faves. They're yeah, so and uh, you know the fact that I just kind of fell into it. I didn't even know what fan fiction was. I'd never heard of it, and um, but I was a fairly big Twilight fan, and um, someone just kind of led me into it. And from the time I discovered fan fiction to the time that. Morgan and I were writing and publishing it was like six weeks. I mean, it was crazy fast. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I got and the, Morgan, go ahead. I was gonna say Morgan was writing initially. He was kind of like 
the face and I was more behind the scenes, but um, people knew I was out there because he talked about me. And, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, and we, were, we were always seen as a writing team from the get-go, even though I didn't start writing for another year or so after that. But, um, you know, we just, it was, it was a, Morgan wrote this fan fiction that he published every single Saturday. And um, he'd publish a chapter every week of about anywhere from five to 10,000 words a week. Mm -hmm. Wow. So Sundays we would take off. Mondays and Tuesdays he would write. Wednesday and Thursday I would edit. Friday we would send it to a third pair of eyes just to have someone objective look at it. And then Saturday morning it was live on fan fiction. And we did this every week for two years. And that's how I learned to write. That's astounding. It it was a really... You know, from from all what I understand, it just really was kind of a very special time. I mean, fan fiction's kind yeah. of shifted the way everything's been be- between fan fiction and self publishing. It's kind yeah. of shifted the whole um, dynamic of uh, the traditional publishing realm. Yeah, I, I know that I got in, I got into reading fan fiction with the Fifty Shades after Fifty Shades came out. Because as I've said a hundred times, I'm sure, I've I, I for two years straight I did nothing but read Fifty Shades of Grey, the series from start to end. I'd finish it, start it all over again, constantly. Oh yeah. <laughs> and um, so then I was like, well, let me see if there's anything else. Like, is there anything from Christian's point of view? And and I just sort of accidentally fell into it when I was doing searches on Google right. and stuff. And then. Uh, then they, and one person and one story that I really liked and I sort of favored it, you know, kept it bookmarked for myself was the uh, Taylor side, Taylor story. And somebody took that down. The, the author took it down because apparently she's publishing now and she wanted to get and I forget who she was off the top of my head, but yeah, she wanted to take all her stuff off of fan fiction so she can publish on regular. So yeah, like like a lot of authors do, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, so. yeah, I know Morgan finessed multiple times. Cause the story he was best known for is called Bella Voce. And it was um, basically, it was a vampire story where Bella was the vampire and Edward was the human. And it was set in 1891 in Paris, like in the middle of the, you know, move on. Game Paris days, yeah. Yeah, right. Wild so cool. And, um, and people still ask if he's ever going to pull that down and publish it. But the way we feel about it is we wrote it for Twilight fanfic. It, it was, um, and that's where it belongs, and we're going to keep it there. But, yeah, you can still go read that there, too. And he even wrote a sequel to it. So there's plenty of Morgan fic uh, online to go peek at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the chat room, Kez was saying that that was a real commitment um, when you guys were doing that two years of, I, I believe that's what, when she po- posted that, when talking about that two years of weekly content generation. It's just it, yeah, really it impressive. Was, it was, and like the community was super close and tight knit. Everyone was excited about what everyone else was doing. Um, it was just a really fun time, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember telling Morgan at one point, I think we were maybe halfway through re- of him publishing Vela Voce, and I said, you know, if, if 
you can keep this up and you can do anything as a writer because it was just nonstop all the time pretty much almost 24 hours a day we just consumed with putting the story out there oh yeah but Lori noted that it's a lot of work Um, very (laughs) true Lori and Karen said that was just so cool Um, and, and Betty is uh, of course said say what I need to read it <laughs> I agree Betty I'm going to go out to the website I, I definitely want to check those things out and Susie said uh, Monica said it's great and Susie said I must google and seek out fan fiction embarrassingly I know very little of it you're not alone yeah, Susie I, you're not fanfiction.net it's great I know that. of it but I don't know it like I have not read I, I was I was not um I was not into Twilight. I like Twilight. I never read Twilight. I only know Twilight from the movies, which is terrible. I still say I'm going to go back and read it. Um, oh, you should read it, definitely. I, I definitely <laughs> plan to. I definitely plan to. But again, this is one of the ones that I'm like, oh, I need to. I want to wait until a certain time when I can just kind of immerse myself in it. Um, my uh, my daughters totally loved. You know, they they were late to that party as well, but. Um, I just knew about the fan fiction that grew up around it. Um, so it's just very exciting. Um, and I see that uh, we're being uh, bid good night by Ms. MJ. Thanks for joining us, MJ. She said she's been getting ready for Jay's medication. She has to go now, but wishes all of us a great weekend. See you in the DM, Jen. Yeah, have, yeah. yeah I just say, have a good night, MJ. I'll, I'll bug you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we wish J- uh, Jay good a uh, good night too, and and hope he's doing better. Yes, absolutely. And and Betty said she was introduced to fan fiction after her favorite TV show ended. Oh, oh what TV show was that? I know now, Betty. Know. Betty, what TV show? <laughs> the Paul Miller show. <laughs> the Paul Miller show. <laughs> The cows exactly. come home from Vermont. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I so love it. Between work, family, and writing, uh, what do you do in your free time, <laughs> if you have any? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have. I don't have much. I I have to admit it. Um, writing kind of is my free time okay. uh, activity these days, mm-hmm. and uh, but I do like to. To get away from home once in a while. I live in a very beautiful part of the world, but I, I want to. I do like to get out and go to other places. So I we travel when we can, and uh, we've been able to do a lot of it the last three four years. Um, it's been awesome. So I'll, I'll travel. I'll travel any place pretty much anytime. Yeah, I know you're coming up to New York, and I know this summer you're going to be in. Are you going to be in Norfolk? We uh, we had. We were going to be in Norfolk, but we had to cancel um, because my mom um, has been sick and we're going to stick close to home for a little bit. But we, w- we are going to be in New York City in August and um, trying to get Betty to come meet me when I'm there. So we're working on that. That would be good. We might have to make a, we might have to sojourn up. Oh, Leslie and, and I've been talking about it. I, I actually tried a road do, trip for, to see you guys. I actually have something that weekend, that weekend that I'd planned a while ago. So that's uh, the, the week of August 10th weekend. So, yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, I think we're yeah we're there. We're going to be there the ninth through the fifteenth. I think is what we. Oh said. well, I, I'm, I'm. Well, on, there we go. We can come we're up gonna, sometime around then too. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be up there for a good week or so because um, we're taking Minnie Cran with us, and she's never been, and she's really wanted to see New York for a while. So we're going to make a family vacation out of it. Oh, that'll be good. fantastic. Lots yeah. of lots of fun places to be in that area. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so much. There, there's just so much to see there. It's really, and uh, she's gonna love it. Yeah, I we love New York City. We the we've been there several times now. Um, we started going out there in our twenties, and we can never get enough of it. We love it. Yeah, it's definitely a. Uh, a, a place that it changes so much. I, I, my personal, I like Little Italy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Arthur Avenue in the Bronx has is a great place. A lot of markets and you know Italian restaurants, that kind of stuff. Um, I lived in Westchester for many many years, so that I, I'm very familiar with the area. And I used to have to commute down to Hudson Street in Lower Manhattan. I love from, it. Uh, you know, an hour and a half train ride from my house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yes, yeah, so that's, and I will be there in July on July 13th. I've got, ah. I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. That's oh. right. Very cool. Yes. That was my birthday present to myself. So, great. I'm very That's a great that. present. I'm excited yeah. about that too. Yeah. I, I saw, oh, as um, checking in the chat room, uh, not to leave us hanging, Betty did say that her favorite show that had been canceled was Smallville. So yes. that makes oh. perfect sense to me, being the yes. fan Superman. of Superman that mm. she is. I love um, Smallville. That was a great show. Tom yeah. was it? Tom Welling was the guy who uh-huh. wasn't he yeah. in that? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've se- I've seen him on a few Hallmark Channel films, movies, and stuff, and I do I like him too. He's very mm-hmm. cute. Very cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, um, when I was at the Fifty Shades Darker premiere, I got to meet um, Eric Johnson one night when I was out there. And uh, I didn't even remember him from Smallville until someone said it right in front of him. Really? And <laughs> I went, oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. He is a it. character. He is. I, he I follow is. He's amazing. I just think he is the greatest guy. I, I, I he turned me into an instant fan. He's he's really great. I'm so glad to hear that because I follow him on Twitter, and I he seems like he would be great. And I'm I was hoping that perception was matched the reality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's yeah. not the case. Well, so. I'll tell you, I was um I, I was lucky enough to go to a party, and he was there, and it could have been one of those things where he dashed in and dashed back out, but he didn't. I mean, he was there pretty much the whole night, chatted with everyone, super friendly, just a really great guy. Well, you know, awesome. I, I even was watching, he did a, uh, I think it was an Instagram live chat uh, from the Freed premiere, and right. he's just walking around talking to everybody in his red suit. <laughs> I think right, yeah. I think he's having as much fun as the fans, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think so too. He's a, he's a character, though. Yeah, and and as Susie was saying, the the fan fiction she discovered had been all tied into uh, the Superman fanfic. So Clark, Clark Luther, Lois Lane, and Superman. Yeah. Um, so 
that's the way she learned about fan fiction. And Monica said, in terms of Twilight, she read Twilight, and it was her first audio CD. Oh, okay. uh, Susie mentioned that her daughter bought the books. She read one. Her daughter bought the first book only, and then she read them all and loved them. So that's how uh, Susie got uh, tied into uh, being a fan of Twilight. Yeah, my yeah. I remember my my sister in law tried forever to get me to read those books, and I I wouldn't do it. <laughs> and then <laughs> I watched the movie because um, they filmed it. You know, kind of near where right. I live. I remember. I remember when they were filming uh, Twilight, and so That's I got so curious, cool. and mm-hmm. um, I saw the movie. And then Robert Pattinson kind of converted me into Twilight, and uh, so then I said, "Well, I need those books. I'm going to read them now." And um, she happened to be coming for a visit, and she said, "Well, I can't give you the. Uh, I can't remember what she said. I can't give you the first one because someone else is borrowing it. But I can bring you the others." Or no, I can't. I can bring you the last two. And I said, okay. So I went out and got New Moon, and I knew nothing about the story. I got so freaking mad. I threw that book across the room. <laughs> I love it. I've never had such a violent reaction to a book. <laughs> well, I I worked with a girl. This girl Melissa. Um, the who you know she's married. She's got two kids. They were in elementary school at the time and she she was like a vice president at the company I worked for and we're all hanging out there and, and she comes in she closes her bedroom or closes her office door and you, you, you have to go talk to her so you knock and you, she says come in here she's got the twilight books she's been reading the twilight books the entire time <laughs> so that sounds like me when I was reading um, Fifty Shades as it was being written. Um, you know, Erica would post a chapter pretty much as soon as she was done writing it. And it could be any day of the week, any time of day. There was no set schedule. It just would go live whenever. And a lot of times it would happen when I was at work. Uh-huh. And oh, if gosh. It did, I, I would print that thing out and I'd grab it and I'd go in the office supply closet and close the door. <laughs> And you might see me in an hour, you might not, but whatever. <laughs> well, you know, that, well, this, the, the, the summer that of Fifty Shades, when it first came out, I, I had, I downloaded the Kindle app on my phone, <laughs> aside from the Kindle. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be working and, and I was working a reservations desk, but certain parts of, like weekends, especially on Sundays, it would be very slow. And I'd be sitting there with my phone in front of the keyboard, <laughs> reading the damn thing. And uh, I'm the only one there. And I'm supposed to be answering the phone. <laughs> yeah, it's no wonder they didn't ask me back after that last summer. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> I know um, as I uh, checking into the chat room, uh, you weren't alone in your reaction to... Uh, Oh. To a new moon, uh, Monica it appears had through thrown the book. She was so depressed well, with the book too. She threw it. Well, <laughs> yeah, if, if you can get through that book, you can get through any book. I swear. Mm-hmm. All and, that one. Oh, yeah, I, I just I I know I I I have heard that about that book. It was really a. It just could frustrate. Was very frustrating. And if, especially if you don't see it coming, which I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> well, that's like when I first got the Fifty Shades book. I, I you know, and I, I didn't realize it was it was a threesome. Mm -hmm. You know, the, and I'm reading it, and I'm reading it, and I'm, and I get to the end. I'm like, Jesus, that can't be the end of this. This it just can't end this way. And I'm like, cursing up a storm. And my sister's like, What the hell is she talking about? <laughs> I was so thankful that I I didn't read that i didn't discover that until there was more than the first book because that would have just pushed me over the edge i would well, have been I mad tell you, reading that and uh gabriel's inferno one chapter at a time you know that had to be oh. very frustrating it was That's, frustrating and excruciating and yet magical sublime, and right? exciting and yeah but i I remember the chapter of uh, Fifty Shades when Christian dropped to his knees. Yes. <gasps> yes. And we were all waiting to see what happens next from that. And when that I had to wait a week. <laughs> right. And then when that update came through, I was actually in the grocery store. I had just unloaded a huge cart full of groceries at the checkout stand. There was a really old lady in front of me, and I was already blocked in behind me. And I swear, I almost ditched everything just so I could drive home. <laughs> And, and read, read what read what was going to happen next. Oh. It was just oh, I know. <laughs> well, and as Susie's saying, I love all the angst. I thrive on it. LOL. And Monica was saying <laughs> the angst. Gosh, I was like Bella for a week. I, I just it would just kill me. And uh, Betty said, I guess it's similar to Gabriel leaving in Rapture. Oh yeah, and we agree. And and Susie said she couldn't do it. Waiting for the next book in a series is really hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally agree that with you is. on that, Susie. That it is. And Karen agreed that it's great. So I actually had, um, I had another question that I actually asked. Uh, we asked SR on this podcast, and we thought we'd ask you. And uh, we kind of touched upon some of the fact that you love to travel, so you may have uh, some uh, thought as to this. And after Pam and I connected um, through the SR community, um, I ended up, uh, we, we decided since we're not too, too far away geographically, um, we're about an hour and a half to two hours away, um, both live in Pennsylvania in the US. And we decided since uh, I, I live frankly about 40, minutes from Salem's Grove, Pennsylvania, we decided to make a Take trip. Take the ride. <laughs> the Oma, the, 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 Oma, the, uh, the long journey to Julia and Gabriel's hometown of Salem's Grove, Pennsylvania, in search of the orchard. <laughs> We're still um, looking for it. <laughs> we, we decided to visit Susquehanna University and actually explored the town and had a great time. Mm -hmm. And so I was curious if you have taken any literary pilgrimages, and if so, where did you go? Um, probably the, well, probably the, the closest I've ever done to that is uh, my first trip to Toronto, um, which mm. I went there about, when did I go there? It was 2011, so it was about a year after I first discovered um, SR and, and Gabriel's Inferno. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I went to the ROM, I went to UOT, um, you know, went looking for some of the restaurants and um, 
it was yeah it's great <laughs> <laughs> pam and i have often discussed going to toronto so i yes. do think we're gonna that's gonna be on the list the, I, the, I the hardest the hardest moment i had when i got to toronto um was when i realized lobby was no longer in existence and oh. uh, it's now a sports bar uh oddly enough called gabriel's <laughs> that is so funny. I wonder if Sir I, owns it. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't even go in there. I just. I if it wasn't lobby, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I almost went in. Uh, Morgan and I went to Toronto um, a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. we walked. We walked right by it, and uh, I om- I almost went in, but Morgan talked me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I've been to Toronto, but it was be- long before uh, the Gabriel series came out. My husband grew up there, <laughs> so we had taken a road trip one time, and he was showing me where he lived and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it changed it. a lot from it's, when he lived there, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a great city. It's probably, next to New York, one of my favorites. And they use Toronto a lot for when they're filming as New York. They do, yeah. Yeah. And they use U a T a lot when they're filming um, Harvard scenes. So I can imagine. I can imagine they would. So I would. Yeah. So that is that is our next to go to list. And you know, passports ready. Well, Cars. Since, since, you, since we have, brought it up, uh, Morgan and I will be signing at Niagara Falls a year from now, next May. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to go to Toronto and stay up there for a week or so and and then do the signing. So I'm just oh, putting that out there. That That's, could be, be fun. Good. That would yeah. be a lot of fun. It's called Romancing the Falls, if you want to look it up. Oh, okay. Romancing okay. the Falls. Do you that know what hotel fun. it is? It's in offhand? Um, not right off top of my head. Um, I want to say Marriott, but I could be wrong. Okay, because mm-hmm. I, I, my sister, brother-in-law, and uncle and I took a trip up to Niagara Falls, uh, probably about ten years ago, and uh, he, we, we stayed at the Marriott on at the falls. I think and, that's where it is, honestly. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, and that's a beautiful yeah. hotel, and it, it was cool because the room we, the all the rooms basically face out to the to the falls, and the one we had, it had. Um, it, it's like a mini suite. It had two queen size beds and then a pull out couch that could be oh, okay. separated with a door. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you've got, you know, you, you want to watch TV in the middle of the night or if you got more people sleeping there, you know, right. you could do that. And then um, right around the corner from that, if anybody's interested, is the shrine for uh, St. Teresa of Lesseur, the little flower. We found that by accident. Um, that's just an I think <laughs> I think this, it would be so much fun. And I, Kez in the chat room was saying that would be a great meetup, ladies. It absolutely, um, would. I think I, it would definitely be. Betty said it's a shame a, that Lobby's not there anymore. Oh, but however, sixty my is. Heart. <laughs> I know, and and she she had also mentioned that in terms of going to Sealand's Grove, Gabriel's probably making sure no one finds his orchard because he and Julia are busy. Um, afternoon delight <laughs> you know yeah and monica said looking for argyle socks in every cut cu- <laughs> customer eating donuts <laughs> oh yeah you definitely um look 
twice at anyone wearing argyle in that city. There's no doubt. <laughs> well, I know. That's the only thing I keep thinking. If we were in Toronto, we'd probably, like, every time we see any person with Is any that? kind of... Could that be? Is that? Could it be? <laughs> Is that SR? Is that SR? Let's listen. Maybe we could figure out by like, <laughs> talking about what he's doing. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, Susan uh, you know, said it, it sounds be... like a lot of fun. It's a shame that they we live on the other side of the globe. Hey, Kez. <laughs> I know. Monica said she, if she goes, she would plant herself in a bookstore and wait. <laughs> right? <laughs> and Betty said, every time I think of Niagara Falls, I think of Lois and Clark and the Honeymoon Suite and the pink oh, bear. Yes, yes. The pink bear, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and him jumping over into the falls. I, I yeah, think of that yeah, movie, cool. and I also think of the Ma Marilyn Monroe movie, Niagara. When I ever... Yes. I, I, I actually have seen that movie. I know the reference. Mm -hmm. and, so, and, but, and Betty and, says... Look for the guy with the beret and his initials on his hankies. <laughs> yeah, berets catch my attention as well. <laughs> exactly. I'll make sure I bring mine. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it'll garner some attention. <laughs> you have a beret. <laughs> so. Exactly. Oh, so it took you about a year to write Chaos? Give or take? Uh, about a year and a half. I, I, it, I had hoped to publish it um, by the end of 2017. So I missed the mark a little bit there. But I also had some health challenges last summer. And um, I just needed to put the brakes on a little bit. And mm -hmm. um, Also, yeah, th this was... Whereas writing Constellation, I think, was a, a straightforward, um, you know, one, two, three, four, five... Writing chaos took a lot more thought. Um, I never appreciated how challenging a middle book in a trilogy could be because you have to move the story forward, yet you still have to tie back to book one, and then you have to lay the groundwork for book three. So right. there's a lot of layers to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine there would be. Do you have any... Uh, like, any preference in the way you write on this? Is, is it like... Do you keep files or, or outlines or? Um, I do a lot. Like I, I tend to have scenes kind of form in my head. I tend to hear conver the conversations first. And um, I've gotten to the point where I carry a journal around with me and I jot down things when they pop into my brain. And that way I at least have them recorded and then I can figure it out later. So... Um, I do a lot of free writing in my journal, and then I kind of mentally put the pieces together, and then usually by the time I actually sit down to the computer to write, I've, I've got it probably about 80% figured out already. Cool. That's cool. Do you, do you give yourself a limit for how many words like per day you might want to write, or just let it flow as it comes? I mean, I try to write a thousand words minimum anytime I sit down to write. Um, that's, that's kind of a standard for me. I'm actually working on this side idea right now. And for whatever reason, I've decided that each chapter needs to be at least 1,200 words. So <laughs> I don't know where that came from or why that's a rule, but it is. And But I'm having fun with it. 
well, that's good. That's, that's wonderful. Good. And Susie in the chat room said she hasn't read Chaos yet, Jen, but hopes to in the next week or so. She's really anxious to spend more time with Jack. She just wants to be able to devote some quality time with him. Does she get to go back to the beach and read it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, right? I think that's what I remember. (laughs) And Um, Kez also said that she's still reading Chaos, but... She does believe what MJ commented earlier that chaos is your best novel yet. She loves it. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've been really, I was nervous about it because I know it's probably not exactly the story people were expecting, um, but it was the way Jack needed to tell it. And um, I was shuffling things around right until almost the very end. Um, I was second guessing some of the placements of certain chapters and things. So. Uh, but I was really happy with it, and um, I've been blown away by the reviews. People have been really, really kind. Well, if you look on Goodreads under your reviews for Patrick, <laughs> my son was signed <laughs> yeah. into my Goodreads account, and I put I put uh, I, I put something out there. I'm like, it's Pat- what the hell did he do now? <laughs> I know I didn't see that, and I was like, Patrick. Hmm. <laughs> so, that was my son. My yes. That was for my son. I love it. <laughs> so, but yes, I, I, you know, I really like the way you formatted the story. I really do. I like the way you, you know, you, you, you started off when he first moves out there and brings the story, and then all of a sudden, you know, get the little bits in there that uh, of, of current of what he, you know, he's thinking and going through as well. I really thought yeah. that was a great way of doing it. And that actually is what caught my attention. That kind of sucked me right in. Like I, and I really liked, I, I really liked the way you did that. So, oh, good. Um, yeah, I was. That was one of the things I was like, because ah, sometimes readers have time, a hard time with that jumping back and forth. And mm-hmm. um, like my editor in particular is not a fan of those flashback, flash forward type things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like. Uh, I was on I was on a good track because when she emailed me back and she said, you know, I normally hate this, but it works here. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh great, that's good. And, and, and I, Betty I actually, liked it that way. Betty actually said that flashbacks are really shining a light at Jack's past life, and it's refreshing. Karen yeah. said she was in awe and an emotional mess after the pre-read. Aww. <laughs> Aww. And Susie would like to take Jack back to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, wouldn't we yeah. all? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, mom, mom Not the big like, island, yeah, just, though. We don't want to go to the big island right now. No, no, yeah, yeah. Just blame Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and no. Kez is saying he's a sweetheart. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think he is. I think, you know, I mean, we're all human and we all have our issues and flaws, but I think at heart he is a really good man. He is. He is. So, um, what, you know, you, when you went to approach, uh, chaos, how did you decide how to, how did you select the names? They just sort of pop out at you or just are like somebody? Constellation I chose, um, just based, I think I mentioned it right in chapter one that there was a chaos or a constellation of pinpoints of sunlight in the blind. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. it just kind of stuck out, and I didn't, and, and I and I attached it really early, and I thought, well, it's kind of an odd title, but I'll I'll figure it out later. And mm-hmm. um, 
and then when I found a, a really good definition for it, it, it helped me kind of figure out, you know, the characters are the individual stars in the, in the constellation that is this whole saga. So um, that was my logic. But chaos, I wanted to find um, basically some sort of astronomical term to pair up with constellation, but mm -hmm. something to kind of describe Jack's life and state of mind and everything he was dealing with and I mean that just that, that worked out really well. I thought it was a perfect title. Yes. I found yeah, I found the definition and it fit so well that mm -hmm. I had these. And and it it really feels goes well with the theme that's in the book it's in the story itself too because it is yeah. chaotic at times for for them. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, they were thrust into a chaotic situation. True. Um, and, you know, in Constellation, and they're dealing with the after effects. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. The, the ongoing effects. <laughs> mm hmm Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things that when Pam and I were pre preparing for the show, um, we were wondering if this if you're planning for a third book in the series or limiting it to three or keeping your options open to do more? Well, I think, um, you know, Jack and Kathleen definitely have one more book um, where they're the center and the focus. Mm -hmm. And then I mentioned earlier, I've been starting to think a little bit about Allison and potentially writing a book about her. Um, it has legs, but I haven't really formed a idea on it yet but I like the idea a lot and the other story I, I'm interested in may pursue writing at some point is Robert's story so I was curious if yeah, you were going to yeah, write him his, his yeah. story well I think you know there's definitely a, a huge backstory there with Kathleen and her parents and mm -hmm. and their marriage and uh, I, I wouldn't mind exploring that at some point and um, I mentioned, and then the other thing was I did mention a, a side project I'm working on. I I realized that one of the characters in that story is actually has a connection to the constellation group of characters, but I haven't even mentioned him yet. So we'll 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 hear about him a little bit, I think, in book three, and then I'll I'll see where this side project goes. <laughs> Are you, are you planning any compilations with the, like like with musings last year or uh, the other um, the heart, the one with the heart hearts? Yeah, um, we we had talked about doing another Enchanted Publications anthology this year, but the the person that kind of spearheads that group is. Um, it had to be offline for quite a few months, and she's just now kind of getting back into the, the into the routine again. So um, we ended we didn't do anything this year. I, I but if they wanted to do it again, I absolutely would. And Morgan is actually chomping at the bit. He would like to do another anthology um, of the musings variety, but um, I I don't know when I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, reading in the chat room, uh, Monica was saying, and the next C stands for? <laughs> Question mark. 
<laughs> Don't know if you are locked into a C word or not. Well, Morgan was uh, Morgan's been pitching very hard for the consistency there of the C words, but um, <laughs> I, I do I do have a title picked out, and it does not begin with the letter C. So. <laughs> Um, All right, we'll save we'll save we'll save the rest for later because he may convince me to do something else. But as of right now, <laughs> not the letter C. Yes. <laughs> well, and and Kaz loves the idea. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, and, and Karen was saying that uh, his story, which I'm thinking she means Roberts, would be awesome. Susie was asking if she could ask if chaos ends with a cliffhanger. Um, well, you know, it's book two and there is a book three. So while I think, I think, um, I, I guess technically we'll have to say yes, but I'm hoping it's a gentle clicky. So gentle versus gentle uh, <laughs> Anastasia le- leaving in the car crying. It- it's not that kind of a cliffhanger. I, w- I want to say, yeah, you know, I hate to, I don't do spoilers, but um, I, I don't think it's going to be quite as, um, I don't know if Constellation was a jolting cliffy, but I don't think it'll be as harsh as that. Yeah, and Ch- Kaz is also saying she'd like to see studs too. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that would be awesome. Uh, yes. yes, and she said you were kind to us, Jen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. Oh, how is Morgan doing? Good. Yes, it, he, just, he just walked into the room, so I was just looking over my shoulder to see what he was up to. But you know. he's has he has he come has he come to drag you off of the (laughs) no no he's 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 petting the cat who's his who's the other woman in life (laughs) Uh. (laughs) i just had i just had one of the triplets that i uh that i took in for uh neutered last week oh how about that uh, it wasn't too bad. She's uh, she. <laughs> I, I I I try to do the charity spading one because it's a mm-hmm. little cheaper than my vet at three hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and right. two because it does. You know, I think it's good to support that that type of group because there's a lot of people that have to go to places like that for not just you know uh, uh, spay and neutering, but for basic veterinary care. So. Right. Um, <laughs> I I dropped her off at, at, I had to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning I dropped her off and uh, signed my life away on the dotted line for her and I had to pick her up by 5 o'clock and I went and picked her up and the lady's carrying the, the cage out to me and it, it, she's hissing and hissing Ooh. and she said well you know she's just coming out of the anesthesia and she's had this major painkiller put in so I get her in the car, get you know, put the the thing in the car, and uh, I'm I'm looking in, and I'm uh, she's got her head up in the top because I have a kind that opens up from the top, and I'm petting her through the little holes, and she's fine, she's happy as could be. 
So Saturday I had to take her to my vet to, she needed a, uh, uh, a vaccine, um, I think one of the feline leukemia vaccines that they get, and uh, also to have her check the uh, incision. And uh, so my granddaughter was here, so she picks up the crate and she starts hissing at Isabella and oh no yeah and Isabella goes boom and she drops the thing on the floor and then uh, oh, oh. she goes to pick it up again and the cat's hissing so now I pick it up and she's fine we get to the vet's ah. office and I also have my dog with me because he had to get a uh, board of shot and we're sitting in the doctor's office and, and I take her out and she's fine she's purring you know and the doctor's checking her all out and put her back in she's fine come home put her down on the floor to get her ready to come out of the uh, crate and uh Isabella's there going and all of a sudden all the hissing starts again I was like oh my god what is it <laughs> and, you know and Isabella loves cats anything to do with cats and they mm -hmm. have to give you head butts and you know and she's got to scratch their cheeks and and yep, she won't yep. even go near her. She won't even go. She'll, she'll hiss at her. Uh -huh. yes. That happened to my son after he moved out. Our, every time he comes over now and he tries to pick the cat up, she hisses at him. So I think mm -hmm. she's still mad that he took off. Could be. That could be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think with Isabella, too, because when I had the three of them here, you know, I was bottle feeding them for quite a while because until they could, you know, I could wean them to regular food. And, you know, it was great because then I'd have Patrick with one kitten, I'd have a kitten, and Isabella actually did very well feeding a kitten. And so, you know, but she would hold on to them. And then when they were weaned, where they didn't need the bottle anymore, she'd grab one and just sit there and hold on to it under its arms and the stomach. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of what happened. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cats so, yes. are... are neurotic creatures of habit you know yeah oh gosh <laughs> they get you something know. on the brain and then that's just it oh please these and the two of them the, i'm actually very happy that the two cats do get along really well and walter gets along with all with all all of them too but the day of the royal wedding i was up at four o'clock and by nine in the morning i had had three mimosas and i have my fascinator on and i'm watching the wedding and so i said you know i think i better take a nap <laughs> so <laughs> So, I, after the, everything was pretty much over, I went upstairs and I climbed back in bed and I wake up and I've got the stripey, the adult cat, up by my shoulder. I've got Walter at my hip and the little one at my feet and they're all down the side and I couldn't roll over because I would have rolled right on top of them. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, they get, they they do like to get get that way. Aww. They got mad, got mad at Walter when I brought him home from after being um, uh, groomed, and uh, <laughs> they smell. They put some spray on him, and, and all of a sudden, I <laughs> Matilda puffed up and doing the uh -oh. sideways run with the crook tail. Yeah. Every time she goes near Walter, <laughs> <it was like, laughs> I had to keep Walter on on a leash for like an hour to till she calmed oh, down. <laughs> Betty was saying that was a royal nap. And it Tessa, was a royal nap. Really very cute. <laughs> I have a picture. I'll post it. I have a picture of it. Oh. So, yeah. But, yeah. So. Well, 
um, Jen, it's been wonderful talking to you, uh, and we so much enjoyed chaos, and, and we're so happy you could, you know, you could share this with us, and, and uh, I, I, for one, I'm not giving anything away. I did finish it, so I'm not going to say whether there's cliffhangers or not, but it was just a great read, and I really, I really, you know, oh. really did enjoy it a lot. Oh, thank you. And I'm so excited that uh, in a couple hours I'll be reading more of it <laughs> before uh, before I tuck away to Dreamland. So, mm-hmm. and it's just a oh. joy. To, honestly, Jen, it's such a joy chatting with you, and I really appreciate you coming and spending some time on a Friday evening with us and getting having a chance to reach out. Uh, I'm glad so many of our listeners were able to join us tonight for this special podcast. It was really, really awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks again so much for having me on uh, the Man in the Black Suit podcast. Cause <laughs> Jack looks really good in a black suit, but he isn't the man. And, um, but, <laughs> but, really is it, it. but is it a bespoke black suit? <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Ah, <sighs> pattern. <laughs> Could be. But I, yeah, um, I just, I appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with me and everyone stopping into the, to the room. And most of all, thanks for reading Chaos and leaving reviews and um, just making me feel really good about the book I put out. So thank you. Oh, good, good. And thank but you for writing. Yes. And thank, <laughs> thank you so much for being here and give Morgan a big hug for us. We'll do. And, no worries. Uh, tell him uh, he'll have to come on sometime soon too. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's always a hoot when he gets on. Well, yeah, I, you know he was on with Betty last weekend, and uh, I, 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 I think he thinks now that SR needs to publish a book written by Gabriel Emerson, like an academic <laughs> book, and Betty and I are like. This is a tremendous idea. <laughs> Make this happen. I think it's a great and idea. So, I love it. I just I was like, oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you listening, SR? No pressure. No pressure, no pressure at all. <laughs> but <laughs> we, we have another just, project for you to work yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got Gabriel it all figured out. Four. Uh, Man in the Black Suit sequel, another Florentine book, and of course a book written by Gabriel O. Emerson. Yes. <laughs> On top of all this news that's coming our way. Right. So, yes. And, and the chat, everyone is very excited. Susie can't wait to read Chaos. She just has to finish a book she's currently reading. Karen said it was a great show. Monica sends lots of thanks, as well as Betty. Um, Lori says, thank you, Jen, for talking with us. And thank you, ladies. Have a great weekend, everyone. Um, and and Betty says, yes, I agree. It's a great idea. Uh, and Kez added that this was a wonderful podcast, ladies. Congratulations, Jen, on the release of Chaos. It's a wonderful read. Looking forward to reading more from you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we will be back on Wednesday, and we'll be going over Chapter 14 of The Man in the Black Suit. So uh, we look forward to talking with everyone later, and we hope you all have a great weekend. And uh, don't forget, chaos is out there on Amazon.
it's available. Uh, a great read. So I am going to leave you with a new song as, as it changes. Uh, it's the Charlie Brown theme. Why not? <laughs> have, have a great night, everybody. Yes, everyone. So glad you could join us. Have a great weekend. <laughs>